Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Riley, you had an exciting learning adventure last night. <sighs> yeah, it was a it was a learning adventure on a Saturday night. What did you learn on a Saturday night? I learned about wine. Well, ah! Does it sound <laughs> I I've learned about wine on many a Saturday night. Interesting way of phrasing it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was about to say this just sounds like no. you drank wine. No. There was a 26-page syllabus. Oh. There was a PowerPoint presentation as we drank. It it was a seminar. The full seminar. I like the idea of a PowerPoint presentation about drinking. Here's a here's a wine. Here's another wine. Mm-hmm. Here's a third wine. It was just it was just <laughs> many facts about the various wines we were drinking. Um yeah. It sounds like a really enjoyable. I mean, I like this marriage of things. Here's some some tasty wine, and then here's a PowerPoint slide about the tasty wine. That sounds great. Yeah. More bars should do that, really. <laughs> it was good. It was um, the best part was that you know he gave us a syllabus, and we had a little sheet to fill out about every wine, and then uh, we had this big paper on like common tasting notes and aroma notes in wines, like different kinds of fruits and. Um, minerals all those kinds of things mm-hmm. um this smells like mm, rock mm, graphite <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> but it, i mean he gave us that and there were so many that really by the time i had had like one or two glasses of wine i realized like mm, these all taste the same to me <laughs> when he was like so what notes does everyone taste i Grape. could just i could just say anything i wanted and as long as i said it confidently he'd be like hmm mm-hmm mm-hmm the best one was when we tried a Chardonnay, and I drank it, and I looked at the, the little list of words, and I said, butter. And he said, yeah. very good. And I was <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> that, was, that was unintentional. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it was very smooth, but it didn't necessarily like, taste like butter. I was just like, mm, mm, it kind of leaves a little bit in my mouth like, like a butter. <laughs> That, well, that's when you have a when you usually when you have your an oaked Chardonnay, you get a buttery note from the yeah. oak. That's an indication mm. it's been oaked. That's what that mm. means. Oaked. Mm, yes. Mm. Oak. Mm. Butter. Uh, buttery. It oak. was. It was buttery. Uh, and My then, kids like to eat butter. They do just well. on its own. <laughs> we also he did <laughs> he gave us cheeses, mm-hmm. um, and told us which cheeses would taste best with the wines which I enjoyed because I love cheese. Mm-hmm. And then he gave us a little dip when we got to the red wines on little like toasted pieces, like round pieces of bread. Um, that was like marinara and some cheeses to dip and eat with the red that's wines. A, that's a pizza you just described. It was a pizza, but on a little tiny crunchy piece of bread that you could just dip the pizza. Oh, stuff. like a Lunchable. Yes, but warm. Okay. All right. He gave you a warm Lunchable. A no, warm listen. lunchable pizza. Listen, like that. if you took a big, you took a big baguette, right? Like real bread, okay. And you cut up in little slices. Real bread. And then you toast them to the crunchy. Then you have a little. Those are that's one thing. Okay. Then you have a little container that it has been warmed and baked. That is marinara on the bottom and topped with some like baked goat cheese. And cream cheese mm-hmm. with various herbs and seasonings, so, so it's that like it's all baked together and warm. De- deconstructed pizza. Yes, 
in dip form. Sort of like a bagel bite. No, (laughs) it's not like a Lunchable or a bagel bite. I think it's kind of like both. It was... Excuse me, Master Sommelier, which uh, which of your uh, wines would go best with my bagel bites? It was <laughs> delicious, though. I love a robust red with a pizza roll. <laughs> it, first... Perhaps a suggestion for my warmed pizza lunchable. <laughs> Personally, I like a buttery mm-hmm. chardonnay with my hot pocket. <laughs> I love hot pockets. <laughs> well, um, you should... <laughs> I'll try them with Chardonnay. I don't want a hot pocket. I can, I've had the thought more than once in the last couple of weeks. Why, when I grew up, did I decide I couldn't eat hot pockets anymore? Like as an adult, don't is say, the time. Don't say when you grew up, you were eating solely hot pockets for like the first half of my life. I you were an adult the yeah. whole time. Mm. I, okay. When in, I was born, you were a legal adult. <laughs> when did you quote in unquote age? grow up? Two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I was going to say, since you had kids? Yeah, that's when I feel old. Okay. I feel grown up since I had kids. I was going to say, that was like the thing I knew about going to Sydney's house when I was like seven or eight years old was there's going to be Hot Pockets. We did. We had Hot Pockets, <laughs> except then I decided it's time. You know what? It's time for us to get healthy. <laughs> we have a Lean Darn Pockets it. now. Lean Pockets only. <laughs> I remember the first time you gave me a Lean Pocket. And you said, no, these are lean pockets. They're a little bit different. And I took a bite. And I looked at you and I was like, I, it's a hot pocket. It's, it's a, the same. It's a hot the, pocket. The lean pocket. So, like, they have the um, chicken broccoli cheddar hot pocket that I always liked. And the lean pocket version is turkey broccoli cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. Also, the pizza, the pizza lean pockets and the pizza hot pockets, same thing. It's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. Although, you know what? I think they use turkey pepperoni. <laughs> That's it. It's just, just b- big turkey, turkey got involved. Got a line of hot pockets. <laughs> there, are, hot pockets. there is this sort of um, connotation with turkey as healthy. I have noticed that. Turkey like, hot dog, If you turkey see something pepperoni. with turkey, it's like, well, it's healthy. It's turkey. <laughs> turkey no, burger. Just... It's fine. It's turkey. Sell those turkey lobbyists. <laughs> Here in the U.S., when we think health, we think turkey. <laughs> hot pockets. Anyway, so did you have any hot pockets with your wine too? Or I mean, I guess basically they were hot pockets. Now that you think of it, yeah, they were really good though. I like I was trying to be all like, you know, fancy and just kind of like, mm, I'll have a slice of this tiny cheese with a little cracker. Mm, delicious. It pairs well with this white wine. And then we at that point when they brought out the deconstructed hot pocket. It was like three glasses of white wine in. We were starting on the reds. And I was like, you know what? I'm no longer just picking at the bits of cheese that will taste good with these wines. I just am going to continue eating all of no, these you, pieces yeah. of bread that are yeah. here. Um, which I did. Otherwise, you fail the wine test. Yeah. Right. And I, I did succeed. He had us do a blind taste test where he gave us a red wine. And we had to guess if it was Old World or New World and guess the price point. I got both right. Wow. So... You How are. much was it? Uh, well, everything we had been drinking was between 15 and $30. And he said, so how much above or below or within that oh. do you think it is? And I said, I would guess it is significantly above. And he said, like, how much? And I said, mm, I don't know, like 80 bucks. It was 100 So hmm. it was close. And it was New World. That's... 
old old world. Let me <laughs> like teach California? you. Let me teach you all. I mean, yeah, yeah. it is included. <laughs> old world is like all like the places where winemaking started, mm-hmm. like Italy, France, all those areas right, right there together in Europe. Um, everything else is new world. And I guess mm-hmm. the old world ones are more focused on like the tradition of making it. And the new world ones are more like using science to make it taste good consistently mm. and sell more like California. I think it's, it's, uh, I mean, telling the difference in taste between the, that I could understand telling the difference by the taste and the price. I find a little, a little sus. Cause like it was a guess. Well, no, no. I mean, good, good job. <laughs> you, you, you won, you won the wine game, but, uh, but like, I don't like some wine is expensive and it sucks. Some wine is cheap and it's good. It makes no sense. That is what I appreciated about the point of that little taste test. Because everything else we've been trying, the most expensive one was like $28. Um, And then except for this one, we did a blind taste test. And the only reason I said more expensive was because I saw the bottle he had poured it out of. And I was Uh. like, that looks like a fancy special bottle. That looks like, because it didn't Mm. have like, you know, it didn't have like a logo or anything like that. It didn't have like a brand. It just had like a name. And a bunch of dollar signs on it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, no, it you just, know that wine that just has a bunch of gold dollar signs mm-hmm, all over it yeah. to tell you. So that everybody that looks at it is like, oh, that, oh, that's expensive. I can tell you're high class. That's expensive. But he basically said, you know, if you taste this and you think it tastes the same as all the ones we've been drinking, which I did think it tasted the same, then you don't need to spend all your money on wine. You can just <laughs> buy this cheaper stuff and then spend, hang around all the people that are willing to spend all the money on wine and drink the fancy stuff. You don't have to spend it yourself if you think there it tastes the same. So. In a world where we have learned, we have all experienced like the Hunger Games and the Squid Games, and you were playing the wine games, did you worry that you were among the bourgeoisie <laughs> and the revolution is coming? Um, when when I realized we all now looking back, we're all eating, you know, basically bagel bites, deconstructed hot pockets. I'm not too, I'm not worried yeah, about that's it. That's true. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was nice. Yeah, like I feel like cheese, cheese sauce, and bread exists at every like economic level. We call them different things, but everybody mm-hmm. loves cheese mm-hmm. sauce and bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've been thinking about that dip for almost twenty four hours now. I made wine in my closet once. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. not a good thing to usually try to do. How'd no, it, it was bad. It was in college. We. For some reason, we put it. I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure grapes were involved. We put some stuff in the bottle. I'm like, sure grapes were involved. I don't. I have no recollection of what we thought we were putting with the grapes to turn it into wine. I don't think we had like yeast. Maybe we got yeast. What'd you put in there? I'm not clear on that. I don't remember. <laughs> I. I mean, I don't know. It, we probably didn't even Google it. This may no. I mean, what I guess did you Google just let existed. like fruit rot in a dark corner and call it wine. Yeah, that's I think, what it sounds I think, like. I think that's sort of what we did, and we put a condom over the top of the bottle, Ugh. and then it inflated uh-huh. and exploded like great bits and you know spermicide okay. all over the <laughs> closet. Um, now those are some tasty <laughs> notes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we cl- we did clean it all up, and we did not drink the wine, so all was well. Yeah, yeah. Was it? I would I would leave that you know? I would leave that to the the professionals. You know, I feel like I'm all about DIY stuff, but when it comes to DIY fermentation, it's like you might do it right, or you might poison your whole family. Ooh. <laughs> you know who are professionals that do things that we shouldn't do 
Who's that? Those guys on Jackass. Yeah. Hey. There we go. What a smooth transi- transition. Uh, yeah, you. that Thank is you. what I brought to the table this week. Uh, Jackass, the TV show and the series of movies. It's all kind of the same stuff. Uh, but uh, it was an MTV show that started in 2000 and ran for three seasons. And then had uh, subsequent movies and sort of spin-off shows from it. And it was a combination of like stunts and pranks. Just kind of the same cast the whole time. You know. I, ge- I guess I realized I just called them professionals, but... I mean, were any of these, because I genuinely don't know, were any of them, like, trained stunt people, or were they just professionals in the sense that, like, they were doing it on TV, and it usually said, like, hey, don't try this, but were they Um, actually trained? I mean, they were, some of them are skateboarders. Yeah, I think that was about as, like, I believe, because, like, the concept... Steve-O was a, Steve-O was a clown at a flea market. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think he was doing stunts. He's a professional clown. Hey, there's a lot of training that goes into being a clown. They have schools. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying there's not. I just mean I don't think he was yeah. a, a stunt person. Wait, yeah, because jo- Johnny Knoxville is like an aspiring uh, actor and writer when he kind of yeah. came up, like was just filming himself doing stuff and like caught the eye of people that were making skate videos and they kind of like made hybrid videos of like skating and and stunt work and then it just kind of rolled into its own thing from there well Mm. and bam margera had a whole other group yeah right in philadelphia is that where he's from or somewhere in pennsylvania anyway he had his own group Mm -hmm. that was making these videos of doing wild stunts and i feel like they combined with johnny knoxville and jackass jackass Mm -hmm. no which we will be saying on our show. Yes. Because it's the name of a thing. We can say and one donkeys. bad word. And donkeys. That's it. Um, I uh, I loved... It's so weird for me to think it was only three seasons. Because right? it felt like such a gigantic presence. And it felt like um, it was always on. Like, yes. And it was so culturally huge. Mm-hmm. Everybody watched it. Everybody talked about it. All of the adults were mad about it. Joe Lieberman was very mad about it. I remember that. Yeah, it's a political figure from the from that era. Well, yeah. and I mean, I I would not say for like justifiable reasons of like, oh, this shouldn't shouldn't be on the air. But there were a lot of, I mean, now it's now it's just like what happens when you have a TikTok craze to go make the rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody does mm-hmm. it. Some people get hurt. Lots of young people hurt themselves trying to make their own jacket. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about that when I was watching this, and I know that they're coming out with a new one, or they have. Yeah, I, I guess it's Jack in theaters forever. right now. Yeah, it's really um, good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen it, um, but I saw it just came out, and I was thinking, like, I don't think if it weren't for their previous, like, fame for this thing from the early two thousands, I don't think this is a new concept with a new group of people that will be made in a major movie platform now, because this is just like YouTube. Like, the but way it, that they break it up into, like, the little bits, yeah. like, one after another. Like, this could just be someone's YouTube channel that is made into, like, a full-length film with a bunch of videos. Like, that's why I, I know they do because it's Jackass now. So, mm-hmm. like, it's Johnny Knoxville and, and Steve-O and all the people that, like, people want to see. But um, if it were just another group of people and, like, a new idea, I don't feel like it'd be made into a movie. I feel like they'd be like, well, no, this is just, you could watch this for free on YouTube. Why would people come pay to mm-hmm. see this? 
Well, I think I think that you're exactly right. I think the the reason for that though is that they sort of started it. Started mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure other people were doing this kind of thing, but they were the right. ones who, you know, yeah. made it big. Well, and I mean, I do because there are those like I don't know. I don't I don't keep up with like the the YouTube guys, the, the people that live in the houses. I know you know you know all this, right? <laughs> But like the hype houses, yeah. But they all seem to have like they all have a ton of money, like so much money, mm-hmm. and like so they kind of. I mean, I, the thing about uh, I liked about Jackass, but it felt very like like these are just you could believe that it's just a bunch of dudes with some cameras, like just figuring this stuff out, yeah. Like Alamanute, mm-hmm. like they were not, and I mean that's actually true. That was one of the production problems was they really weren't paid well for what they were doing, and for as big as the show got, like these dudes were really just like sacrificing their bodies for you know the show <laughs> yeah they would get so hurt or at least it looked oh, yeah. like i oh, mean yeah. the, the stunts were so intense yeah um i i was thinking about um david dobrik who's a, a recent youtuber who do vlogs who started out just videoing himself and his friends doing stupid things much like jackass they didn't have a ton of money it was just them doing like stupid stunts and pranks on, on each other um but then he did make a lot of money from becoming popular doing that and then he became the worst kind of person to watch because then it was him like talking his friends into doing the dangerous stupid things for money so he didn't have to do them but then his friends would get seriously hurt because of the things he was doing um and because they had like the money to get outrageous equipment or whatever it stopped feeling fun to watch (laughs) it started feeling like this feels sure gross well that's like because it does i feel like that's what i like jackass could be mean-spirited but i don't think it is it feels like everybody's Mm -hmm. in on the joke like they are all along for the ride and anybody that doesn't want to be doesn't have to be there's not that like weird like i don't know machoism of like i can take it i can do it it's like i don't know they're just they're all doing it together yeah and i think i think that that really it for me, it always seemed like to come from Johnny Knoxville because mm-hmm. he, he always just seemed like, well, one, he seemed uh, smarter and more savvy than you would expect for like what it was mm-hmm. like doing dumb stunts that could hurt you. It doesn't sound like the brainchild of like, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. somebody who's like this, like clever uh, artist or something. But it really came across that way. Like he mm-hmm. came across as like he knew what he was doing. It was very intentional. And it, he never seemed he, he seemed like a decent guy mm-hmm. who just and he was always in there getting mm-hmm. hurt too yes, like yeah, it, all, you know he yeah. he was doing it he took some <laughs> of the hardest turns. hits yeah yeah it was never like there was one guy saying i came up with this now you all do it yeah. it was like every single it was alternating between who was getting the worst of it every single time right. and it and it was different you know i um i really liked bam margera <laughs> back then <laughs> you did I was I was a huge Bam fan. Like I had the Bam trucker hat and everything. Oh, you need to find that. Did you, did you have name like a name? The Bam the Bam fans. Did you have a name? I don't know if we had a name. I don't I saw that there's something there. There, I'm sure there is. Like I don't wondering. Bam Bam the Bam Bam uh, Bam Bam, Bam Fam <laughs> the Bam Fam. Uh, no, I just really I really liked Bam and. Uh, he backed out of stunts sometimes. He was one who would be mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not going to do this. But that was something that, like, he did a show, a spinoff, Viva La Bam, which was, had some of the same things, but then he also sometimes would kind of go over into that, like, with his parents. He would do, like, pranks and stuff on his parents mm-hmm. that did sometimes seem a little mean. Yeah. That, 
I, I was uh, rewatching the first movie uh, last night, and, and like, there's some of his skits with his with his parents, and I, I don't like. I don't know if I. Uh, yeah, that that feels like these are just some people trying to go to like their jobs, and their jerk son keeps <laughs> messing with them. Like that's not. Yeah. I don't enjoy that as much. They yeah. don't seem in on it. Yeah. Everyone else is in on it when it happens to them. Mm-hmm. They don't seem like they're like cool with it. No. They didn't. They didn't agree beforehand. They're trying to be good sports about it sometimes, but yeah. they're not. You know, they're not loving it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I want to talk more about some of the specific stuff that we all love from Jackass. But before we do that, let's check the group message. So I have uh, someone I want to tell you all about today. Someone in the group. Something. Oh, okay. Some, uh, <laughs> I mean, there are someone's uh, that created the something probably but it means that the, 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 anyways i want to talk about function of beauty all right um because over over quarantine being inside a lot i had a lot of time to watch a lot of tiktoks and videos about how to make my hair look better because it's always one of those things like you go get your hair done and it looks so great and then it never seems to look as good again when you do it yourself so i want to know how i make my hair look better um and take care of it better and that is when i discovered function of beauty because everyone's hair is different and unique uh, and Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. They offer over 40, 54 trillion possible formulations. Oh my gosh. And every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free. And they never use sulfates or parabens. So you feel good about what you're putting on your hair and you know it is formulated specifically for you. It's very easy. Uh, All you have to do is you take their quick hair quiz to build your hair profile. Uh, They'll ask you questions like the texture of your hair, the length of your hair, um, if you have like a dry scalp, oily scalp, stuff like that. Uh, And then you select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, oil control. Then you get to choose your color and your fragrance or you can go dye and fragrance free. I know for me personally, I like picking the purple one and then the lavender scent um, because then the color matches the scent, but also it just smells Mm -hmm. very nice. Um, but they have lots of options for you and whatever your hair goals and needs are. So, Taya, if our listeners want to check out Function of Beauty, what should they do? Well, say goodbye to generic hair care for good. Today, go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to take your hair goals quiz, and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to let them know you heard it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. Once again, that's functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. So when I was thinking about some of the jackass, I don't want to say sketches, I guess, vignettes. Bits, bits and goofs. Bits. Um, do you remember the one? It wasn't one of my favorites, but I remember I remember it very clearly because I remember thinking like, oh, these guys are kind of a big deal. Do you remember the one where they were like skateboarding around and running around in gorilla suits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at the <laughs> end, one of the gorillas heads falls off and it's Brad Pitt. I still remember that moment because I remember thinking, oh, they hang out with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's such a big deal. Like there was no there was no bigger deal than Brad Pitt mm-hmm. at that point. And so like, oh, my gosh, these guys are really on to something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they um, had a lot of like weird celebrity guests throughout. It. I mean, that's what I liked about the new movie. They bring in some some cool random people to, to be in on it i don't know i mean i, I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense like it was a cool thing then it's still a cool thing to like just to be a part of you know 
Oh, like, I like there was one in the second movie where they were skateboarding or some of them are riding bikes, I think, actually, um, on like a like a half pipe, like those kind of regular skateboard structures but then they have like people throwing things at them and swinging things at them while they're going through and none of them actually make it through and you're watching them do this and then they just casually pan over to tony hawk standing there laughing at them while they're doing this <laughs> and it's like oh tony hawk's been there the whole time okay cool he would show up periodically yeah yeah um one of my favorites is is it from one of the movies when they do the giant hand in the doorway <laughs> you do love the big hand yes the the big hand oh Oh, it always he got me. I love that big hand. And when they have, when they have them, like they'll ask one of the guys to, like, "Hey, carry this tray of soup." <laughs> and, then, and, and they'll have a, you are cracking yourself up. <laughs> I'm picturing it. Reciting a, a jackass sketch, covered in little bowls of soup, and they're walking through a doorway, and then they get hit with a giant hand, and they knock the soup everywhere. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> there's something very precious about. It's like it's like dumb. It's like it's a giant hand and it's going to knock somebody over. Okay, whatever. But then they're like, what would make it funnier? Well, what if they spilled something? Okay, that's funny. What should they Soup. spill? Soup. <laughs> they give them a bunch of soup. Let's give them a bunch of little bowls of soup. It's oh the God. details that make it so good. They, it's it's yeah. so good. They bring the giant hand back for the new movie. Um, <gasps> really? Yeah. I've got to see the new movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Depending on how you feel about Machine Gun Kelly, you might really enjoy that skit. Man, I gotta watch that. I don't know enough about him to have an opinion. Um, <laughs> one that really stuck with me while rewatching these that I had forgotten, I guess I've seen at some point, that made me so physically pained I had to stop and like take a walk around my room um, was when Steve-O gets in the water with sharks. Mm-hmm. And they're fishing for sharks with Steve-O's bait, but to put him on the line that they put him in the ocean, he sticks a fish hook through his own cheek, yeah, like from the inside through the outside. And I, st- I see him start to do it, and you're like, "There's no way he's gonna, there's no way he's gonna keep doing that." Mm-hmm. But then, of course, he does until it goes all the way through, and then he's in the water, like a foot away from three different big sharks. And I was sitting there watching, like I, I, I this isn't just like, oh, this could go wrong and he could like get kicked in the crotch or like, you know, uh, he get a little be. bit hurt. Like that's really that's really bad. Yeah. He could get really hurt. One of the guys while they're filming it is like, I thought this was a comedy. <laughs> he could die. I was like, no, but yeah, really. <laughs> were, um, yeah. That I always used to think like that was one thing I always wished I could do when I was younger is because I knew I wanted to be a doctor. Not put a fish up. That's what I was... Okay. No, be... Like, be the doctor. <laughs> be the jackass doctor. Be the jackass doctor. Be the doctor jackass. <laughs> I always thought about that, like... Well, because it got... It stemmed from, like... I saw that documentary where they showed, like, the doctors who go to, like, big rock festivals and, like, take care of people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so cool. And then I started thinking, like, oh, I bet they have a doctor at jackass. Like, I bet they have to have, like, when mm-hmm. they're filming, surely they have a medical professional on site. I wouldn't think that be so. A, wouldn't that be a fun job? Yeah. Get to hang out with Johnny Knoxville Although, and Steve-O. It makes you wonder, though, sometimes if they do have a doctor, because there's one where Bam gets branded on his butt, mm-hmm. and he goes and shows his parents three days later, and they show the brand on his butt, and it looks like 
really infected and really bad. <laughs> like his mom is like, "Bam, that looks really bad." He's like, "Well, yeah, mom, I got branded." But like it looks very very bad. Well, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Doctor Jackass was not paying attention for it's that. It's also one. the kind of thing where, like, you know how in a in a duel, you had to, <laughs> you were supposed to have the doctor turn around so they could have plausible deniability. Yeah. Do you think like the doctor on the set of Jackass has to turn their back <laughs> well, <laughs> so maybe. they're not watching the stuff, and then just like, oh, get him to turn around, get him to turn around. We need his help real quick. <laughs> then he can walk up and be like, oh, how what did that happen? Here? <laughs> Set his own trailer. They just, you know, you sit in here. We won't tell you what's happening. We'll just call you if we need you. <laughs> See, I want to be, I, I'd be like, listen, it's, it's, my lips are sealed. It stays right here. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I won't say anything. I'll fix you up. <laughs> um, there is a, there is a question at the heart of Jackass when you're watching that you can't help but think, I think, in my opinion. And that is, if you had to do one of these things... Would you rather do one of them where you have to ingest something really gross? Because they do that a lot, too. Yeah. Like, either yeah. to each other or, like, you know, they'll they'll say they'll do it. Or they get hurt. And usually, like, they're not getting hurt anything where it's, like, permanent. Like, it hurts really bad and then they end up with, like, some bruises or something. But, like, then they're fine. And I could not decide whether I would rather have to ingest something really gross that you have to endure or just a really quick, real painful thing. That you're not doing to yourself. You don't really expect it. It just happens and then it's over. Do I break any bones? I mean, no, because they usually don't. So okay. I feel like if you're like an average jackass goof is like... Like, like getting, getting ramped into a lake in a variety of manners. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Or like something thrown at you that like, you know, bruises you or like leaves you with a little bit of a mark. I'd rather get hurt than I think than I would eat too. something gross. Uh, assuming no broken bones. Once you put a broken bone into the equation, I'd rather eat the gross thing. But if if I'm yeah. assuming no broken bone, no. <laughs> Taylor's thinking about it. Well, because like they're not, you're not going to consume anything that's going to like mess you up. It's just going to be gross, right? But right. like, there's always that because it's not like there wasn't a margin of error with a lot of their stunts. I mean, a lot of the the times they got hurt the most, it seemed like something that was pretty benign like the 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 infamous golf cart crash Uh yeah yeah johnny knoxville is concussed and i mean they're just driving golf carts and running into stuff like you never know there's always like that margin of error where you could just absolutely destroy yourself because not they're not wearing pads they're not wearing helmets do you remember Oh, were you well, going to tell us? Oh no, I was Well, I, I think I think I would I think I would do a I would I would eat something gross before I before I risk physical pain. Hmm. I think I'd rather get a, physically injured. Some of that stuff I just couldn't put in my mouth. That's the thing because then you have I to do, do it. it. You have to do it to yourself. That's yeah. what's hard. It's like if I'm going to stand there or like someone's going to launch me into a lake. It's like at least I'm not the one pulling the trigger here. But if I have to be the one responsible for ingesting this gross thing, I don't think I'd ever actually do it. That's fair. Um, do you remember when they used to play, I think, did they call it crotch ball? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. We, um, <laughs> this is in college, so I don't have any excuse. We used to sit around and like, we talked about it. It was my, my friends and I, <laughs> and, uh, we, we decided that for us, crotch ball would not be as intense for my personal experience on this planet. And uh, so we used to play boob ball. Oh, my God. 
and we would sit in a circle and like try to pelt each other in the chest with things. <laughs> but if you get, if, I mean, if you get hit right in the nipple, it doesn't feel good. No, it hurts, but like it's the I don't, motive I, behind wanting to do that. I don't think it's like the same as getting hit in the scrotum, but I don't know. You look like you want to know. Well, I'm just, I don't want to know. I'm just curious. Well, I couldn't come up with a comparable. Anyway, we used to sit around and play that. It reminds me of one I really enjoyed. (laughs) That was when they did dodgeball with medicine balls in the dark. And it was just like the night camera. Just (laughs) them in the dark throwing giant heavy medicine balls at each other, but also just kind of throwing them aimlessly because they can't see anything. God, that's good. Well, like, why is it? Why is it so entertaining to see? Like, it's not funny to see people in pain, but it is funny to see these dudes just wreck themselves. But like, I mean, because even when you, cause, you know, like, even when you do it with each other, like, you, you laugh. It's fun. I don't know. I mean, I feel like by comparison, like, when I would go to like punk shows and like get in the pit, and everybody would just beat the crap out of each other, there was a joy to it that I can't fully understand. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's, like, some sort of weird, like, survival thing. Like, I got hurt, but I'm alive. I feel so good. That rush of endorphins, like... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did something that may have been the end of me, and it wasn't the end of me, and now we all feel really good about it, and I, we just want to keep re-experiencing that. I don't know if that's... That's true. And, like, you know if you're watching it, especially, like, one of the movies where it's all of them, you know that they're not going to get hurt too bad because you're watching it. It's like... You're not about to watch someone do something that's going <laughs> to end their life. But I don't know why we did. Like, I don't know. I mean, and this is, I guess this is another thing that goes along with talking about Jackass. Part of the whole thing with Jackass, the cultural phenomenon around it, is how many kids tried the stuff they saw. Oh, I'm sure. Now, I wonder how many actually did and how much of that was like sort of a hysteria on the part parents of, being upset about it yeah yeah um because i mean that's always been the way like with like whether it's a violent tv show or video game or movie or music or whatever like oh it's to blame for stuff when really like well no that's just humanity yeah i don't know but um but there was a huge outcry like we can't it was you couldn't show it on tv before what 10 o'clock or something yeah because um, so kids, kids wouldn't yeah. so kids wouldn't replicate it because they were because they were blaming all of these injuries and and even like deaths across the country like well kids were trying this stuff they saw in Jackass but they had that disclaimer I mean they always not that that matters yeah <laughs> well I mean like that legally probably yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it matters legally them of any responsibility probably but, but to a teenager yeah I always think that's funny when they um uh put that on a TikTok. It's like an automatic thing they'll put on some of them if like their algorithm or their bots or whatever detect that there is some sort of dangerous activity in it. This is an automatic little banner across the bottom. <laughs> Do not try this. Whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. I'm a robot, but I'm pretty sure you shouldn't try this. I'm pretty Whatever sure there's is, something here you shouldn't don't try. It. Yeah. Isn't it weird to think that like to protect kids from seeing that they put it on after 10 o'clock and now we live in the era of YouTube? Yeah. Like... I don't know. It, That's just it, everywhere all the time. It's such a great, it's such a great, like, it's a perfect representation of why instead of shielding your children from things that you're afraid will influence them negatively, you should, like, talk to them about <laughs> how, oh, to, how yeah. to be happy and healthy and, like, take the best yeah. care of themselves 
in a world where they're going to be confronted with things that, you know, are challenging or might, you know, ha- lead them to make unhealthy decisions. Oh. Like, <laughs> Also, young people are just going to have stupid ideas without seeing them replicated by someone else. Well, yeah. They're just true. going to think, this would be so cool. Don't you think this would be cool? Let's try this. And then they end up with like a broken arm. Like that. I just I think that's just part of human humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do, I, I mean, <laughs> I do like there's a, like, I mean, I think it was always there from all the way, like, the original Jackass. And it's definitely, I think, something that they've embraced. But there were some articles that came out around the new movie about, like, how they feel about the fact that they have a significant gay following. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a lot of queer people that really like Jackass. And is that weird? And did they do they ever think about how kind of vaguely homoerotic some of the stuff they do is? And they're all just like, no, absolutely. What do you? It's not vague at all. I'm I'm insulted <laughs> that you think it's vague. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like this is that's point part of the process. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I guess it is like I don't. In that context, you don't often see like something that. Okay, it comes across as very stereotypically like. Um straight guy to do like stunts Mm -hmm. like that's a very like oh okay like they're they're doing their stunts those kind of stunts yeah they're like dudes yeah like the dudes but like to pair that with them all sort of occasionally being naked together yeah (laughs) it is it is like that's not the norm i mean it is a very it's it is challenging a paradigm well, it's definitely not like because they do this, like whatever stunt they're doing. It's never like, look how tough I am. I can take it like they are always like in pain or vomiting or mm-hmm. crying or passing out because of the pain. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know, especially how much of the not for nothing, how much of the, the, the kind of pain is centered around like male genitals or, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that that's that's kind of like, hey, they don't, you know, it's it's seems not like stereotypically toxically masculine because these guys are just as likely to like blow their own junk off as you know yeah (laughs) do anything else they don't they're not seeking to protect their penises that's a very interesting um paper you could write on that (laughs) it's gonna be my capstone (laughs) i think it's i think it's it's a it's yes it's a, a radically subversive uh freedom to see a a young man risk his penis <laughs> you're so right there was one where they uh it was the same one that bam said he wouldn't do it was johnny knoxville it was like all right fine i'll do it and he's standing in front of this big thing that's gonna pelt a bunch of tiny rubber balls at them at like super super fast like hundreds of them um and he covers his face he's like i don't care about the rest of me as long as my face is fine and afterwards he's like lifting up his shirt and his pants and showing like all these welts and everything all bruises and bleeding and he's like but my face is fine right like it's my face it didn't they didn't hit my face no okay i'm good like that's all i care so bad that's pretty funny yeah well like like i feel like chris pontius whole thing was just always like he's just always wearing like lingerie or a bikini or something like just mm-hmm. That would just be a like a skit, and it wasn't really played for a laugh. It's just like, here's a dude doing cool stuff on a skateboard in a bikini. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I always got the impression he just like liked to wear bikinis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like he just he felt good. Yeah. He felt good in them, so he wore them. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely see that. That I mean, and that really is why I it 
I always thought it was weird. Like, why do I like this show? This does not on the surface feel like something I should enjoy. But I always truly enjoyed Jackass because mm-hmm. I thought it was. And maybe that's me making an excuse <laughs> for the fact that like on some base level, we just like to see people get hurt. Yeah. And laugh about it and get hurt and think it's funny and like not, you know. Not, not really be get hurt. seriously like, injured. Get hurt in yeah. that context. Maybe I'm just making an excuse for that, but like to my mind, like it was more high minded than that. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, it was more. Yeah. It, it made it. There was, like, it was. It was subversive. It was confrontational. I think, especially in the early 2000s. I mean, you you had such a like a a, a no homo bro kind of atmosphere, mm-hmm. and this was like a bunch of dudes that were kind of like yes absolutely homo more yeah. <laughs> like yeah that was really like they it was it was punk rock you know that's the difference mm-hmm. i think and mm-hmm. that's just it felt like it was made for anyone that's kind of a kind of a little weirdo yeah well and definitely i think you can see the inspiration of it today and like i don't know 80 percent of youtube all of social media yeah <laughs> yeah for sure well, Taylor, I'm glad that you had us watch Jackass. I, I love <laughs> Jackass. You. And I, I can't wait to see the new movie. Yeah, I'm very it's excited. It's really good. Yeah. I also just, I, I just want all of, everything Johnny Knoxville wears, specifically in the, the new movie, I'm like, there, there, there. That's my, that's my style icon. That's <laughs> my aesthetic. Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> well, Riley, mm-hmm. what's next? Well, <laughs> something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to think back to movies I like, and then I've been rewatching New Girl. And I was like, oh, you know what? Zoe Deschanel did things before New Girl, and one of the favorite things I of mine that she did before New Girl is Five Hundred Days of Summer. Did you just say one of the favorite things? One of the favorite things she did before <laughs> New Girl. Um, was Five Hundred Days of Summer with her okay. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I, I love little Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I know. A little well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Little Justin, that little guy, Joseph, little Joseph, little <laughs> Joseph. I love that little guy, <laughs> little boy, that little guy. Okay. Remember when he did all that dancing? Huh? Love that what? little guy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. It's been a long week. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Well, then we'll watch that. All right. And thank you, thank you both. Thank, thank you, Tay. You, thank you, Tay. Thank, thank you, you, listeners. Thank you, Jackass, for all the laughs and injuries. <laughs> tears thank you jackass thank you jackass uh i gotta save her being able to say a bad word i know i know say it a few more times just for good measure uh you should go to maximumfun.org and check out all the great podcasts there you can tweet at us at still buff you can email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change your mind this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us i'm riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i am still buffering and I am too. That was your last opportunity. Jackass, Jackass, Jackass. Jackass. Most game shows quiz contestants about topics they don't even care about. But for 100 episodes, the Go Fact Yourself podcast has asked celebrity guests trivia about topics they choose for themselves. And introduced them to some of their personal heroes along the way. Oh my gosh. Shut up. 
feel like I'm gonna cry. Oh my stars. It's so exciting to meet you. Join me, Jake Heath Van Stratton. And me, Helen Hong, along with special guests DJ Jazzy Jeff and Faith Saley, plus some amazing surprise experts on the 100th episode of Go Fact Yourself. And join us twice a month, every month, for new episodes of Go Fact Yourself here on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.